Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer podcast. Uh, I am Ross Atherton, your editor, and I'm joined today in the PC Gamer recording studio by... You. Uh, me, on, Tim, you. Tim Edwards, episode six. That's really. We well, thought we'd get used to this by now. We're we'll so together. <laughs> yes. Tim Edwards, editor. Hello, Tim. Hello. And also, Tom Francis, master of stealth and section editor. Hello, Tom. And finally, PCG Buck Sexington, co-conspirator of stealth, <laughs> also known as Craig Pearson. Mm. Where does Buck Sexington come from? Uh, when Radiohead released their album, song number seven was called Reckoner. And someone on the radio message board said that was a really sexy song, and I was on the radio message board at the time and said that's because it was co-written by Buck Sexington. Okay, really I was hoping it was going to be something really snappy and yeah. and uh, you know like some kind of obscure film reference to some nah. art house thing. No, it's a bit of a rip off of Family Guy's Buzz Killington. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, also known as Craig Pearson. Hello, Craig. Good. Well, we're all here and we're all successfully and very smoothly introduced. I have to say that was, that was really nice. Um, so, what are we going to talk about in today's podcast? Uh, well, all sorts of things, actually, aren't we, Tim? Stalker and gas masks. And yeah, I'm, I'm deliberately holding the running order from you so you can't see it, to just make you feel a little bit awkward That's true. to the end of that sentence. I can't, I can't <laughs> see what Craig's getting, uh, what, what, what Tim's got on his piece of paper, so uh, all I can see is the charts. Shall we start with the charts? Yes. The charts, okay. hooray. Hooray, the charts. Hooray, everyone loves the charts. <laughs> yes. They hate the charts. <laughs> um, so what are people buying so far in 2008, Timbo? Uh, number 17. Pirates Why are we starting at number 17? Because I want to illustrate it, illustrate a big point. So right. Number 17, Pirates of the Burning Sea. Pirates of the Burning Sea. It's been the second week Apparently on the chart. Good. Now at number 17. Has any of us here played it? You played yes. it a bit, Craig, didn't you? Uh, yep. And I played Tim's the beer played it. a while ago. I reviewed it. Oh, you reviewed it? Reviewed in the new issue, which is well, out. It on seems the, to me that uh, you'd be perfectly qualified to tell us how good it is. <laughs> yes. It's you'd a, think so, wouldn't you? It's a game with boats in it and pirates <laughs> and a lot of numbers to juggle. I am sold. Is there any <laughs> Burning Sea in it? There's no Burning Sea. There are some pirates, um, but mostly traders. Yeah. The, the, the interesting thing about Pirates of the Burning Sea is they haven't quite worked out. Well, I don't think they went into it realizing that um, if you're going to have pirates, then you need pirates. To, uh, pirates need someone to prey on. So 90% of the players <laughs> are going to be the prey. Am then, I right in thinking that you can actually choose not to be a pirate? There's yes. like a faction choice, and one of them's pirate. There's, there's, and the three, others. Pi- there's three, <laughs> three factions. Pirates of which the, have three... the Burning Sea is an MMO. We should yes. point out. Yeah, sorry. It's um, it's there's three factions. Uh, English. Spanish and Dutch, I think, is the um, three that might be wrong. Um, I hope you're not, because you did review this thing. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a couple of weeks I ago. I think you're right. Yeah. And um, the pirates, there's a pirate class, but there's also, all the other factions can be traders or privateers or warmongers. And <laughs> and it's like, so pirates then? No. And pirates are really hard for some reason. So there's only one class that's actually a pirate. Yeah. All the others are just yeah. law-abiding citizens going pir- about their pirates business. Pirates are the only people <laughs> who can nick other people's ship. What? It wouldn't work though. It's pirates, warmongers, yeah. traders of the burning sea. They're not really called warmongers. I forget the names. But it's but it's fundamentally a bit too about too much about the uh, management for your liking. Yeah, and he's got the worst. Do you think they just couldn't get uh, the tycoon license? I mean, pirate tycoon would be quite. Oh, sweet. That'd be amazing. Quick Tycoons thing. of the burning sea. So the patents. Yeah. Um, it also has the well, worst. Why not? We've kind got of... prison tycoon coming out. <laughs> sword prison tycoon stuff. two, isn't it? I'm just going to make this very important. The sword to sword stuff is rubbish, so if you want to play a sword to, um, a sword fighting game... I oh, know you're going to say pirates, pirates, aren't you? Don't play Pirates of the Burning Sea. I thought you were going to say you should play Sid Meier's Pirates, which I, I think has the worst sword fighting in any game I've played. It's much worse than that. Wow. You could just, you could just spam have a fighting one key fight in that and always win boarding actions. And it, so because like, the minigame for boarding was dependent on your skill and yeah. the odds stacked against you, 
you could just board straight away because the minigame is so easy that you could overwhelm any odds. So I'd board, like with a three-man crew, I'd board hundreds and hundreds of yeah. people with <laughs> giant ships and just single-handedly defeat them all. Good, so that's Pirates of the Burning Sea, which yes. is out and selling a bit. Selling really badly. Well, yeah, at least it's in the chart. Yeah. It was at number four last week, yeah. so... What else is in the right. chart? Uh, Where are you we going skip, now? Shall we skip, skip the rubbish and then get to the top ten? <laughs> okay. Uh, we shouldn't skip all the rubbish. Okay. And, well, we should skip anything that's rubbish and we don't know for sure. The Witch is still selling well. The Witch <laughs> is still in there. Number 13. I tried playing that the weekend. I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a go because I'm supposed to like RPGs. I mean, I do like RPGs. Should we start on this podcast God. again? No, no, no. Forum's going to explode over that one. And um, <laughs> No, so I finally got around to having a proper go on The Witcher. And um, good old Vesta keeps crashing. Really? But the dialogue is, is terrible. I'm sure it's Vista that's crashing and not like the Witcher. Because the Witcher does just crash a lot oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, it's the game, but I think it's because it's because it's running on Vista. I mean, apparently on XP it's absolutely fine. When you say the dialogue's rubbish, do you mean the actual writing of the dialogue or the voice acting? Is Both. Um, the voice acting is fine, actually. Really? Yeah. There are some very, very poor But it's, 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 all out of, it's all out of context. Like I was Okay, so right at the beginning of the game, you've, um, you've got a, a scene where the, the, the castle you're in is being invaded and you know, there's, there's, there's enemies coming, rushing up the steps... And so the, the lead Witcher guy says, right, um, so there's some people coming, rushing up the steps, and uh, what I think we should do is, right, if you go over there, if you can attack the, the mage over there, and, and, and we'll take out this... And this dialogue goes on for about three or four minutes <laughs> while there are people rushing up the steps, you know, 100 <laughs> yards away. This, this cutscene just, just comes in. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of kind of um, drama or panic or excitement. It's just these people trying to play their characters but it's all so out of context with what's going on around Did you him. get to the bartender in the first inn? No, no, it, crashed, it just, he's, it just um, crashing He's kind of the first example of like proper missing dialogue, huge chunks of it are just gone from that mm. conversation, so it makes no sense. Mm. And also a terrible, terrible performance. The voice acting is really bad on him. Okay. He says, um, we don't like your kind here. And then you say, I need, want a drink. And then he says, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I want a drink. What do you want? <laughs> so he said, when do you want <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, I thought actually the, the combat works okay and the um, it looks nice and I quite like the character management thing. It's um, there's something quite slick about it actually. Yeah, isn't yeah, it's it's quite a well made game. It's, it's better looking than I was expecting you know, overall. Yeah. Kieran action. Gillen is um, Britain's foremost games ponce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's also playing um, The Witcher, but he's playing it in the original Polish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Well, that's, that's probably just to avoid the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, actually... What else have we got in the uh, in the charts? Should, should, come on, let's get cracking. What else uh, have we got? Number 10, CNC3 Tiberium Wars. Mm. Good game. Yeah. Sims 2, number 9. 8, World of Warcraft Battle Chest. Uh -huh. For anyone who hasn't bought World of Warcraft. Yes. Uh, number 7, The Sims 2 Bon Voyage. Now, you'll note I'm not going to make a Bon Voyage joke. That's we've got exciting news. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. These are the most boring charts ever. Uh, 6, Championship Manager 2008. Oh, God, 6. 5, Unreal Tournament 3. Woo! Sigh. Sigh. <laughs> Uh, number four, Crisis. Which is selling really well. All that guff about it not selling well is a complete fabrication. And it's mostly really good. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Apart from the bits with the bloody aliens. Yeah, it's anyway. brilliant for half yeah. and then terrible for we half. We talked about this last podcast. We did. Born Dross off and you clearly hadn't taken the message. Well, I've got to have a go. I've got to see it I can't trust you guys. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll review, review games for you. What's at number three, Tim? <laughs> the Sims Castaway Stories. I ask you... What's your favourite story about a castaway? Okay, mine is Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> With Tom Hanks. Stop! Mine is that... Although, if you... Um, 
Sorry, if, if you watch The Terminal with Tom Hanks, it's the same story, only they moved him to an airport. <laughs> it literally just carries on with just him going crazy on his own. Volleyball? Uh, not quite, but... Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, oh, no. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something about that, but... <laughs> My comparison doesn't quite hold up in no. some things. Mine is um, Swiss Family Robinson, hmm? because cause they make a really cool treehouse. I quite uh, like Gulliver's Travels, because I think Farson and me put on have a great time. <laughs> giant oh my among God. men. I was quite like a, a giant. We had one of those uh, EPCs in earlier, uh, which are tiny, tiny little laptops, and I felt like a giant, kind of with my big fingers going, "Hello, how are you?" And his tiny laptop just going, "Leave me alone, I'm only small." It wasn't that small. It was just quite also, it didn't talk. It didn't talk. No. As well. What's the number two? Uh, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. That's quite a good game. I need to replay that on medium. You do. I'm playing it online a lot actually. Yeah. Um, it's very good. It's funny, I thought, I, when I reviewed it, I thought, uh, when I finished it, I really want to go back and play this again. And then I actually tried, and I lost interest in it completely. Mm. The second time through, I just, I know, I knew how every scene was set up, like all the artificial stuff about, okay, mm. these guys are going to spawn infinitely, these guys only take one shot because it's a sniper section, those guys aren't allowed to see me because that's not part of the scene. And all the kind of, the hard mm. rules behind the kind of, the way it stages these set pieces in a kind of B-movie way, you really show through the second time. I think, um, certainly when I played it, you know, it was, it was, I was having to repeat a lot of, a lot of the scenes anyway because yeah. I kept getting killed and it really does show through how the game is put together. Do you have any trouble with the TV station bit? Um, it was just hard. Yeah. 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 But the bit I couldn't get through was the helicopter pickup after the, um, the sniper section. Yeah, it's weird. I, I breezed through that. I well, don't know why. Geez. Plus it's just rubbish at games then. Shut no, up. A lot of people yeah. do have trouble with that bit. Yeah. What's the number one? The Football Manager 2008. Yeah. Did you know that, oh, I'm not sure if we're allowed to, 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 to divulge chart track secrets, but um, <laughs> overall last year, Football Manager sold, uh, compared to Championship Manager, can I say this? No, you yeah, can't. Like it was a compared. lot more. Yeah. Yeah. By an order of magnitude. Can we not yeah. say like it was double or it was whatever? I don't know. I don't know how much it was. I don't know. It was a lot more than double. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was yeah. between doubling and a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, I say it's about five times doubling. Right, should we move on? <laughs> okay. Um, crack legal team advice us on that one. <laughs> they don't know. They won't know what it means. Set really quickly, guys. You'll I'll, get away I'll, with it. I'll pack, I'll pack up. I'll, uh, yeah, we want to be editor. Hooray! I'm going to be editor. <laughs> I'm not sure why we're not allowed to say that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a secret. It's to do with money. Everything is. Yeah. Okay, that was the chance. We we need a chance jingle. We do. So, um, I've been doing this a year now. You know that. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. It's the end of the charts. <laughs> You've got to sing that. It's the end of the charts. Come on. No, I can't that sing. That was a singing. It's yeah. the end of the charts. Uh, exactly. See? Oh, God. Okay. End uh, of the charts. End of the charts. Exactly <laughs> it. It's the Adams Family thing. <laughs> Don't we have to pay for it to use that now? Oh, God. <laughs> You've broken the bottle. Hooray, you're going to be editor again. <laughs> No, no, that you, was your one. you started it, yeah. <laughs> you'll be editor by the time that lawsuit comes through, so you'll be fired. <laughs> Tom's going to be editor. <laughs> oh, um, we need to talk about some men in gas masks. Yes. Um, what's the date next Thursday, guys? The end of um, February. 14th. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Valentine's Day. Day. On Valentine's Day. Um, you're going to get a man in a gas mask. You're, you're going to get a man in a gas mask. <laughs> right Turn your up door. to your door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's what you asked for, you know. No, um, so on the cover of the new piece of game, which is on sale on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, is Stalker Clear Sky. We've had a, a, a proper good look at the game. We've talked to all the, um, all the men involved over at GSC, and we're bringing you loads of lovely new, well, info and screenshots and uh, a lot of chat about, um, about the Stalker world. 
Um, so yeah, but sorry if you get a bit frightened by the cover. It's a bit scary. Giving you a stalker for Valentine's Day. The, yes. the good news about Stalker <laughs> Close Night is that it's got everything that um, everyone really loved about the original Stalker, which is serious men playing um, guitar around a campfire and dark, like crazy skies and horrible balls in the in the woods. Dark, dark crazy skies and not clear skies. There, there are some clear skies. A bit of a misnomer. Yeah. Well, it's before the. The game, the first game, so it's before yeah. the actual second event. So, yeah. it be great it's just you know blue skies, sunshine, birds singing. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I saw it, it was quite pretty looking. It's, it's a guitar playing sim and a campfire. Sim. <laughs> um, but it has also loads of stuff that they couldn't get into the original store. It's the game they couldn't make the first time because of time constraints. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we're mispronouncing it. It's Russian. Maybe it's just Klearsky. 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 Yeah, yeah. Caught from that now. Could be. Good. Anyway, um, so it's got everything people loved about the original and the original. Um, everything they wanted to get in the first. Well, not everything they wanted to get Such in. Such as well, things like the kind of interacting faction system. So um, in the original kind of design brief they had for Stalker, they wanted the, um, the factions, which um, was a faction called Truth and uh, Duty. Duty, and they they don't really kind of interact anyway. You can do missions for them, but they're like, we are stern men who will yeah. stay here. Stand in bars without moving. For exactly. In, in, in Clear Sky, there's there's much more uh, mechanics to do with their interaction yeah, and, and play them off and, and you know, really really take sides in a more meaningful way rather than just being at war with one yeah. and being yeah. um, friendly with the other. So, Which is quite um, exciting. Yeah, mm. and uh, it should be due fairly soon. That's the other good thing. Um, they're still a little bit vague about when it's going to be due, but um, my guess is that it won't take seven years this time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they're saying March. It's not going to be out in March. So probably only four years. Um, I think it'll be out before summer. Yeah. I have another Men in Gas Mask story. Ooh. <laughs> is it, or is do it I? Clean? Um, it's the Pyro in Team Fortress 2. Uh, Exclusive info oh, yeah. from Robin Walker. Um, the Pyro movie, they are still doing these class movies, by the way. The next one's going to be the Medic, um, which they were hoping to roll out with all these Medic achievements and the new stuff. Um, but they weren't quite happy with it, so they're reworking that one. After that, or soon, um, will come the Pyro one which will apparently clear up the pyro's gender. And there's some ambiguity about this because if you look in the supply rooms when you start um, uh, any map, pretty much, um, there's clothing lockers with like a soldier suit and a, a spy jacket and a, you know heavy ammo belt. And there's a spare pyro boiler suit thingy that he's wearing. Um, and then above it, there's just a little girly handbag with a little flower on it. <laughs> so... Either. That he's either a um, what was the Teletubby with a handbag? Tinky Winky. Tinky, wasn't it Poe? <laughs> no, let's not. Have... <laughs> so yeah, I asked that like I didn't know. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. Anyway, he's either an effeminate male character or a Poe had the scooter. Maybe it's but a man bag. We will bag. find out. Sorry. Maybe it's a man bag. It's yeah. got a flower. Yeah, on I it. think that still makes you an effeminate man. Yeah. <laughs> so men can't like flowers. Yes. That's men broadly true. Men yeah. can't carry handbags. Yes. You're not even a European man purse. No. Jesus. <laughs> what about bum bags? Well, that's you're American then. Oh, okay. No, you're American if, if if you call it a fanny pack. Yeah, is a fanny pack more or less masculine than a man bag? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's less masculine. It right. sounds less masculine. Can I just make the point here? Okay, the entire internet's going to go, oh my God, uh, new ma- movie's coming. This is a piece of game of podcast for yeah. this point. No. And then basically we're going to stop halfway through and talk about hand bags. <laughs> they're going to be a bit confused, but we're okay. giving them... Pretty fair reflection of what PC Gamer is. Yes. Good. Uh, hardcore PC Gaming and handbags. What do else? Do you want to tell the um, story of the gas mask 
your favourite guest master story? Absolutely not. But it, it is a phrase that we can't... Uh, I, can, I can say the phrase without yeah. telling the story. Yeah, okay, go on. Okay, there's a person that we used to know who... Um, <clears throat> we, were, we were having drinks with some games industry PRs uh, in a bar, and uh, it was quite loud, um, and then suddenly it went quiet, and <laughs> all you could hear was the end of this guy's conversation. Um, and the, the only bit you could hear was... And I had to dump her because she wouldn't wear the gas mask. <laughs> uh, and everyone sort of went quiet and looked. And um, I think I know who you're talking about. I know he wouldn't be embarrassed. That no, he wouldn't be embarrassed by that. Um, uh, uh, hello, if you're listening. So anyway, um, so that's, that's what's on the cover of the new issue. We're talking about Stalker, Stalker Clear Sky. What else is in that issue? What, what should we... Um, how can we entice the readers? Um, game boxes lie to us. So they say. Um, so this, we've got a feature in there which is about um, minimum specs on the back of boxes and also on websites and in readmes and so on. And how then really, uh, well, at best they're not useful. Um, and at worst they can be um, pretty much untruthful. Over the last few years, game specs have got less helpful because of the proliferation of different types of technologies. So we've put together a feature which, A, tries to demystify that, and B, tells you... Um, really how it all works, how the games industry is working at the moment when it comes to minimum specs. It's, it's a bit of a minefield, but we have got a handy cut-out and keep. Actually, no, don't cut it out. It's the um, thermometer <laughs> of truth. The thermometer of truth, um, which has um, all the information about what's the best CPUs and processors, uh, CPUs and graphics cards, I should say, um, in order, which will help you work out exactly what you need for a particular game. And, and it also let you see what you've got. Yes. Like how yeah. good what your PC is. How good what your PC is. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> hopefully the feature... Tom Francis Wright. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the, the feature will explain it better than I just have. Um, but it's a very interesting feature anyway. That was, um, yes. An industry insider um, has revealed the shocking truth about system specs. And the shocking truth is they're all fiction. Mm. Really? Yeah. Was that me? No. Oh. <laughs> was it Adam? No. Was, was it me? It? Have I been talking to my sleep again? Oh, right, yes. Who, who'd lose his job if you In the feature? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good quote in there, actually. Yeah. Wow, does someone actually trust us that much? Yeah. Yeah. So who says that hardware is boring, eh? Eh? Me. Me. Oh. It's just a tool to use. A means to an end. Yep. Fair I enough. use it and move on. Ah, well, fair enough. Tom likes his PCs like he likes his women. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Um, I clock rate. <laughs> Yes. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> what, I just knew I could say anything at that point. I just It's the perfect plan in that situation it. because you kind of laugh if something, if someone says something and you don't quite get it, but you're sure it must be funny. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always find it helps to explain the joke. Yeah. Um, what else is in that issue? Running hot. I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the title of a feature. Yeah. yeah. At um, 70 degrees centigrade. Yeah. yeah. Water cooled. Yeah. Mm. I said water cooled. Oh, sorry. Um, shall we move on? Yes. What, what does that say on your audio surf? Audio surf. Audio so. surf is um, one of the games of the IGF. A gif. The Independent Games Festival, which has been run as part of GDC. GDC, year. which you're off to in a week or two. Yep. Maybe. Um, and we wanted to talk and highlight just how good some of the games are coming out of um, the IGF. Um, two in particular. First one, audio surf, which is a... Uh, puzzle shooter game that uses your music to produce um, levels. 
so you can stick through whatever kind of whatever you're listening to and it'll produce a level out of it with loop the loops that you can kind of drive down your little spaceship um, and World of Goo which is um, the Lollacost <laughs> the Lollacost <laughs> it's um, the saving the persecution of the goos the person, person, persecution it's, of the goos it's a platform bridge construction type game yeah. yeah, to be more specific, it's a yeah, physics-powered. Kind of, <laughs> but don't worry, that's actually previewed in the in the issue. Yeah. Do you know what I, I find interesting is that you know, if you'd asked me three years ago, oh, there's an indie game um, coming up and it's going to be released in a couple of months. Um, we should preview it, like do two pages on it. I would have said, no, don't be silly. We we preview big commercial games, big exciting commercial games. <laughs> For we are the man. <laughs> For we are we are the man. Um, but um, you know, now it just seems that indie games or what we've called in the past indie games, just we don't need to make the distinctions quite so much anymore because we can get as much fun out of Peggle as we can out of a game of um, Crisis. Yeah. Six pages on Peggle Nights. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, well, Peggle's not exactly the little guy. I mean, PopCap are a fairly large company. <laughs> hey, I was thinking about this. Peggle Nights, right? right. What do we, has anybody said anything about Peggle Nights except PC Game US? No. Maybe they made it up. I bet you a pound that they made it up. And then what they've done is that they've taken a screenshot of Peggle, right, and they've darkened it. <laughs> I think the Valve guys might have mentioned it when we were out there. There is an interview yeah. out there with um, Popcat. And the other Peggle Pop screenshot was actually overlaid over a sketchy drawing of a Peggle level. If you look closely at it, it's actually a pencil drawing, so it's a, the planned level. Um, and I wouldn't put it to PC Gamer US to making that up, to be Well, honest. we've always talked about making up a game, previewing it, and seeing who bites. Thank you. Now we can never do that. <laughs> it wasn't very Maybe good. Maybe we already did. Yeah. 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 Whatever happened to Monstro? Duke <laughs> Nukem Forever. Yeah. Duke Nukem Forever is actually a, a fabrication of mine. Um, there you go. You heard it here first. Interesting thing of facts about PopCap is they never um, do previews of games or, well, they usually never do any kind of preview announcements of games. They always just release the game straight right. away. Um, so Peggle Knights is a break from tradition, purely because we were all too excited about <laughs> More <laughs> fuel for my it. speculation that it's a made-up game by <laughs> Speaking of PC Game US, and speaking of Team Fortress 2... We're going to win, beat them up the bum. Yeah, we're going to have a match. Finally, it's all going to happen, and it's going to happen next week, so probably around the time you're listening to this, hopefully. We're going to lose. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, just before coming on this podcast, I had an absolute disaster of, as a spy, standing behind six or seven people who were just not looking my way at all, completely contrary to what they're doing, and just utterly, abysmally failing, just falling over like a moron, and swiping randomly at the air, and then walking into people's faces somehow, even though they're heading away See, from me. Tom, I know what you're trying to do. And then getting killed. I know what you're trying to do here. You're just trying to get your excuses in first. The other reason is, um, we set a date for Tuesday, and since then, the rather important press trip has come up that Tim's got to go on, and Tim's a rather good heavy, and we He's only a good heavy because I'm a good be medic. Um, possibly but uh, the upshot is that we've had to ask you PC Game US if they could if they'd be up for moving the game forwards one day and I think yeah. they'll jump on the opportunity to to fight us without one of our players well I guess we'll see I'm sure we'll manage I, I mean how good can they be um, I want to make the point that if you losers lose um, I'm going to constantly remind you of the fact <laughs> you losers <laughs> I think you'll be with us I think we'll be playing Monday night did you yeah. see a screenshot I took of the four stabs in a row that I got. Yeah, Who was at the bottom of that screenshot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it PCG Tim? <laughs> yeah. Maybe Craig's the best. Maybe we don't need I have got a screenshot of um, me dominating you, actually. <laughs> He's right, told boys. me. <laughs> keep, it, keep it clean. 
So, uh, anyway, we will report to you via the magic of our blog uh, over the next week or so how the uh, events play out. And uh, we're going to try and get some, uh, some movies out of it and indeed record the match. Can we... Oh, the winner is probably going to play Valve as well. Oh, really? What? Um, what? Yeah. what? 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 <laughs> yeah, Valve's I didn't sign up for um, this. That they'll play the winner. Oh, I didn't sign up for ritual humiliation. They're going to kill us. Yeah, we've actually seen Valve play now. Um, yeah. They've been doing this little developer tournament where they invite other developers to put together a team and take them on. Actually, it's PopCap uh, that started that. Um, we... Hey, let me I, guess. I was kind of asking them if they had any kind of... If they'd had any particularly resounding victories. And uh, Eric Johnson said... Yeah, um, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's and the, no one's lasted more than about a few minutes on any given match. It's like watching the Harlem Globetrotters. We actually we not only saw the match against um, one of their toughest opponents so far, which is the guys who made Drakan. I can't remember what they're called. Um, and they actually, we got to see their tactics meeting beforehand, <laughs> where they plan exactly, they don't know what map they're going to be playing on, um, but for both maps they plan out, um, both maps that they could be playing on, they plan out, exactly where everyone's going to be at the opening stage basically so they have, actually have like a whiteboard top-down map of the thing they have a roster of what class everyone's going to be and then arrows pointing okay you Good demo course. jump up there then yeah. bomb them down there haven't they got work to do well it says their work it's rather flexible <laughs> <laughs> and actually yeah they are justifying it in a work type way because um actually playing in a proper competitive scenario lets them you know understand what competitive game is needed yeah good excuse guys and really, it may changes from it yeah. it's really rare to see a developer actually being really good at the multiplayer component of their gaming they went up against that's true ever like, since I beat John Romero at Daikatana that's I been beat true. Mark Rainer's um, Unreal Tournament well there you go I killed Fatality once <laughs> and he killed you uh, 50 times 30 times I think oh. it was first of 30 and okay. I got I a frag chicken, in I chicken which out is rare match of squash uh, again, squash against Fatality, which is my claim to fame. <laughs> well done. Yeah, it wasn't checking me. it out. It was 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I, I, what, I just got a sudden image of him beating you and then teabagging you <laughs> in the squash court. Um, shall we move on? Um, oh, no, in fact, let's not move on because we've got also more informations in more the... Informations? Um, yep. Maximum informations in PC Maximum Gamers. Maximum informations in PC <laughs> Gamers uh, in the new issue, which is out on the 14th, on... The changes are going to be made to Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Uh, Tom and Craig were um, flown over on the... Uh, on, on the plane? plane. Recently. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. I was going with that. <laughs> uh, to Valve uh, to, to see all this new stuff. Tell on Valve's private jet, of course. Tell us about it. Can we tell them about um, the business class thing? Bro? Did they fly your business class first? <laughs> no, they flew... If you want to talk about the plane <laughs> journey, then go ahead. They flew, flew his premium economy. And just as we were going in, we got upgraded to business class. Lovely. To the point where... But we were at the back of business class and the rearward facing seats. So we could see the people who were... Sitting in our <laughs> seats, and I was kind of sitting there thinking, I hope they just cover that up. So, sometimes <laughs> I look at these lesser people as I'm travelling. <laughs> it is kind of weird. You just like sat there face to face, essentially, with the lower yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah. In the in the limo. <laughs> what are they doing in the limo? Uh, <laughs> Serving them. Are they yeah. your hostages? <laughs> no, peeling my grapes. Um, anyway, that's not a euphemism. Team Fortress Two. Something kind of weird is going on. Basically. Uh, the entire Team Fortress 2 team is still working on Team Fortress 2 full time yes. and so, will be for the foreseeable future. They're talking about, you know, um, where it's going to be in a year of, you know, continually working on it. Isn't so the release is now just kind of a, a little bump in Obviously the Obviously money, money makes all the difference, but, you know, that no one else can afford to do that. Well, yeah, I, mean, I asked even, this. even most MMOs have to cut back on their support team. Yeah, I said, how do you justify this as a business decision? Like, surely you've got to show some way that you can turn a profit from this. And they said... We just believe that anything we do that 
improves our customers' experience will ultimately come back to us. <laughs> no, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and convince you know my boss about that and see, <laughs> see if we can get yeah. a, a whole lot more uh, stuff. Mailing money to our readers, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> free fiver in every uh, in every mag. But yeah, the um, they yeah. kind of I'd buy that for six quid. Yeah. So the first thing they're working on is a system to essentially add more stuff to the game. So a kind of framework by which they can just keep rolling out new content all the time. And that's the unlockable weapons that um, they've announced. And they've only confirmed, well, not even confirmed, but just discussed the details of one of them, which is a medic gun that doubles everyone's health um, but can't overcharge or is very, very bad at overcharging. Um, but while we're out there, we talk a bit more about that in the interview um, in the Mac. But one of the bits that... Uh, they told us when I didn't have my dictaphone running was that they're also thinking about having um, an unlock for the engineer so that he can set up two sentries that are that can't be upgraded to the full level <laughs> so that he's going to have more tactical flexibility but less mm. raw power. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's also considering having the spy be able to fire blanks. Because, <laughs> you know, the spy are can't fire. Are you making fire. this up now? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I said to him, well, but I said that's a possibility as well. Wow. Spy can fire blanks when he's disguised. 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 Yeah. I see what you mean. Because yeah. when you shoot... Oh, oh, I see. So uh, no, don't make the spy the mind more games. powerful. Yeah. I think it would be terrible, dude. Even though I'm a spy, it, it just means that spy checking is that much more arduous. You've got to shoot everybody now. <laughs> That's No, I don't like the sound of that. But yeah, they, I also said, oh, you should make a spy knife that can stab from the front. <laughs> they said, yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> no! But they were joking. Well, okay. I was joking. I don't know if they were. The new map is not going to be called Gold Rush. It is. It is. Um, the new game mode is it, called Payload. Called, the new game mode is called Payload. The game mode is Payload. Um, they, it, we're going to call it Delivery or Delivery of Death or then Cart of Death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested Deadly Cart of Death. And uh, I just got an email from Doug the other day saying Payload. Not of Death, apparently. I checked. Um, can you describe the, the kind of new map and the way it works for us? It's actually, in terms of structure, it's a bit like Dust Bowl in that it's divided into these little sub-maps, um, which and there's, a defending, stages, wasn't it? there's a attacking team and a defending team, yeah. Also like Dust Bowl. Um, and there's a, a halfway point and a final point. Um, but instead of capturing points, you're escorting a <coughs> cart, <laughs> which is now a high-tech cart with a bomb in it. When I, we played it, it was just an empty mining cart, <laughs> so it's just it's a completely pointless exercise. I want to make the point that the drawings I've seen of the cart make it look like a tease-made trolley. Yeah, it is kind of based on real... well. Um, old-fashioned kind of gizmos, you know, when any piece of technology invented had to be the size of a sofa. Um, mm. I think it's a bomb um, yeah. that there are photos floating around of that does look a lot like this, basically a trolley. <laughs> but yeah, your um, defending team has to just stay close to this bomb, and the more of them there are in the region of it, the faster it will move along this predetermined track. So how fast does it move? Not very, Not very fast at all. <laughs> if you're just one person uh, moving it along um, and... As a spy, you're kind of crouching behind it and crawling along. You will outpace it. <laughs> so slower than a crawl. But when you've got lots of people, it kind of steams along at a yeah. reasonable rate. You can use the cart as a sort of a movable sort of defence as well if you sort of stay on one side and they're all shooting you from the other. Okay. But you, of course, the enemies are... You can sentries on top of it. No. no. You can um, go straight to them. They are thinking about doing... Um, they're thinking about what more they can do with this kind of game mode. And the next thing they're thinking about trying is having a, a large platform on which you can all stand and you know, engineers can build sentries <laughs> and go into events like that. Oh, I actually think um, as cool it would, as it would be to build a sentry on this thing, that it would actually be pretty much the worst place you could have a sentry <laughs> because just everyone can see it from every angle and just pound yeah. it with rockets from afar. Uh, Good, okay. And when is it, when's it going to be out? Uh, this month, apparently. Woohoo! This month as in February this month. Um, yes, since that is this month. Well, the enemies can block the movement by standing near it. Yeah. Okay. 
the, the, the last thing I want us to say about Team Fortress, because we have to move on. last thing I want to say about Team Fortress 2, do you know what I like most about Team Fortress 2? It's something that it lacks. Um. It doesn't have a story or a justification for why these nine archetypes are bombing around. It's the really age-old struggle of red versus yeah. blue. <laughs> That's, yeah. But and they're stealing I, the intelligence. I was, in a, I was in a game demo this morning that shall remain nameless, where they spent a few minutes talking to us about the backstory, about the warring world and the, you know, all the, the history. That it just, oh, you know, you've heard it so many times, and it doesn't mean anything to you. And you know, when they're making Team Fortress Two, they obviously realise that it, it's funnier not to. It's better there not is, to have a story. There's, there's, there's no kind of written story, but there are certain elements of like the backgrounds in Team Fortress Two which you can read into. Which yeah. is the most interesting thing I think about it. And they, the difference between um, Team Fortress Classic and Team Fortress Two is that they actually kind of looked at this absurd thing they've got, where you know, two yeah. two opposing factions have buildings standing right next to each other, just like a, a road in between <laughs> and a small moat, <laughs> and then thinking about you know how you could justify that. And so that's why they're kind of front companies now in yeah, um, yeah. Team Fortress Two. So you get like red bread and blue grain and uh, mm. the Builders League United. And do you prefer blue. the red team or the blue team? Blue. Because <laughs> I find the red team much be- much more fun. Really, I've, I just prefer the kind of warmth of their buildings. I think this might have started because uh, they spy, and a blue suit looks more natural than a red suit. Okay, it's kind of a bit out there. I find the blue, like the blue buildings, quite cold. Like, yeah. I don't want to be. But then I spend most of my time in the enemy base. So yeah, red, <laughs> red makes more sense for a medic. But you usually spy, and you usually dress as the enemy. So. Yeah, but I don't see that. No. <laughs> hey, this, that was the last thing we are going to say about Team Fortress 2. <laughs> okay. um, right, so uh, that's the new issue. That's out on the 14th. It's got lots of fun stuff in it. Yep. Um, what else should we talk about today? Uh, I want to ask a question. Okay. What's the worst game you've played in the past year? Or the so, game you've, le- you've enjoyed the least? Right, in the past 12 months? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it, I'm not a big fan of... <laughs> this is kind of... I think it's slightly at odds with what we were just saying. I don't like online shooters. I really like Team Fortress <laughs> I like a lot of stories. And I do like Counter-Strike as well. But um, most online shooters I don't like. And the more complicated they are, um, the, the less I like them. I was really hoping that I was going to like Enemy Territory Quake Wars. And I got into it and I played. I probably only played it a few hours and just could not get the hang of it. Um, the roles, the, I just found it incredibly hard. And just found myself getting killed and just being confused all the time so that is probably the game I've enjoyed least in the last 12 years How, uh, 12 months however I, I should point out that I don't have to play a lot of games I don't have to review shit games that my boss gives me unlike <laughs> some other people so um, I don't play that many bad games so yeah that's me Enemy Territory I replayed the deleted scenes of Condition Zero Counter-Strike right. and they were it was like a bad movie this is the version of Counter-Strike yeah. that they made originally, the single-player And then realised it was zero. goth. And then, and, yeah, then scrapped it and made the real Condition Zero, which is good. Yeah, so they released the deleted scenes as an extras on the box, which is very unlike Valve because they're all about perfecting things and releasing them in this. It's Now we see why. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've, I've never understood the, the, the logic of deleted scenes. I mean, I watched the Simpsons movie deleted scenes last night, and yeah, you, you can just see why they deleted it. <laughs> the rubbish. Yep, that sure does suck. Well, this is like a whole new level of rubbish. Um, like the like you get um there's no physics in it so when an enemy throws a grenade it's um predetermined so you got this ridiculously you know how the human eye is very good at seeing what's wrong yeah. you get this ridiculous arc of a grenade it just plops down 
and then the enemy runs away. It's all, you know, every time you get to that spot in that game, the, the, mm. the grade does the same arc over and over again. Mm. I looked at the levels and discovered, like, one level had an outdoor scene, and then you went up a, up a, up a level, apparently, and there's another outdoor scene. Like, you could see the ground <laughs> out, the, out the door or from the top window. Um, it's, it's just so badly made. Hmm. So you should all play it because it's hilarious. So I was laughing as I was so playing so it. So Valve are actually rubbish. Is what was this? Ritual. Oh, yeah, was Ritual. Was, okay. was, um, we, did you enjoy it in a kind of, oh, this is rubbish? I enjoyed it because I, I, I played it to laugh at it. Um, like a kitsch value. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's like the same bad movie thing. So I got a lot of laughter out of it, but I wasn't enjoying it as a game. Now you've made me want to go back to Counter-Strike. We should play more Counter-Strike. TF2, man. <laughs> the worst game I played in the last 12 months was probably Painkiller Overdose. But the game I enjoyed the least was probably The Witcher. But we talked a bit about The Witcher, mm. so I'll talk about Painkiller Overdose. Um, which, it, it, after a while, it becomes kind of fun in a really stupid way. Painkiller started out as a mod for Quake, and then they got a deal to release it because they got like an artist who could actually draw. Mm. Um, Wasn't it Painkiller that, um, that Fatality beat you 50, 30 to 1 at? I think you mean the game in which I killed Fatality, yes. Yes, that's the <laughs> one. Yeah, sorry. And... Painkiller Overdose, more bizarrely, is a mod for Painkiller that, oh, they found a retail release, so now they can release it as a game, and now it's kind of an unofficial sequel to Painkiller. So it's kind of like two stages removed from a sort of normal production cycle, which is nothing to hold against it. Um, but th it's bizarre, because usually the thing with like a small team or a mod team is that they've got loads of ideas and loads of cool mechanics, and um, they can be really experimental, but they don't have the art and the model, uh, you know, the art department to churn yeah. out content. And this has the exact opposite. It's... There's, it never changes. It's always just hordes and hordes of enemies running towards you um, while a couple like shamble at the back throwing fireballs. But on every single level, um, all the enemies are different. So they had to remake all the enemies and all the models every single time. And they just churn them out. And some of them are actually kind of quite pretty after a while. You get to these weird abstract worlds because every level has to be a completely different setting to the last one, every like sub-chapter. Uh, um, but there's just no point to it because <laughs> you're playing exactly the same game again and again. And your main character, who is a half-angel, half-demon, has Duke Nukem style one-liners and just repeats them again and again and again. And the intro uses the word hate seven times in a row. And the intro like <laughs> seven hours long as well. It goes on for, for less time than it seems to. What annoys me about Painkiller is that it strikes me that it's, it's a very old game idea with fancy graphics. Now that's exactly what happened when 3D cards proliferated in the late 90s. Is that you've got some very simple game ideas um, being shipped out with, with fancy 3D graphics. Um, and, and people lapped it up because they looked cool. And then we grew out of that and started getting some better games, some actual, you know, better constructed games. And, and then we've got this completely, you know, back to the late 90s, you know, throwback. Um, and there's just no place for it. I, I just don't get it. I don't know why it exists. Um, so, ooh, vitriol. Hmm. Yeah, um, you yeah, get it, Ross. Grr, yeah, fuck the man. Tim, what's yours? Hellgate. Hellgate. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. EA weren't, weren't happy with us when we did the bloody review, you know, and now they're going to be even less happy if you keep saying you, you, you hate Hellgate. <laughs> well, You're trying to get to say what we think of games. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of my job. I know, actual yeah. opinions. Shocking. Yeah. Um, go on, then. Um, I, it's a game, and I get unreasonably annoyed sometimes. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> I hadn't noticed, mate. <laughs> um, and there's... There are so many reasons that, Hel that Hellgate could have been really good. They had e everything going for them, but they forgot that when you're shooting something, it should feel violent um, and not like your kind of 
spooging jelly at um, at a kind of angry tramp. <laughs> <laughs> to take a point of comparison, most people will be able to relate to. Yeah, you, yeah. Mm. Um, but okay. it's just it's just rubbish. And <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I. I'm still overcome by that analogy. Spooging <laughs> jelly over an angry tramp. <laughs> is the tramp enjoy? Is he? Is he like you know? Is he angry because you're spooging jelly at him? Well, he's, he's already he's, angry. He's coming yeah. at you. He's, he's charging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the kind of tramp who's got Waving like a kind of. He, all he wants to do is just run at you. Yeah. He, he wakes up and goes. Oh, is he from look, all, my tra- all my yeah. tramp fr- friends are angry. Why are they angry? Oh look, there's a man over there who's spooging jelly. I'm going to run at him. <laughs> yeah. And then his arms fall off and he just slumps over. And that's uh, why you see fewer. And that's what Tim dreamt last night. Yeah. And that's Hellgate. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't know way to play it now. You've enjoyed experiences <laughs> like that in the past. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. Hang on, Tramps Jelly. I like it. <laughs> What's not to like? Um, good. All right. Um, so yes. Well, well, what have we played lately that we've actually enjoyed? Then let's let's end on a positive note. <laughs> what have we done that's good? I'm playing Sins of a Solar Empire. Yes, you are. Which, which is describe it. Because it's a bit of okay. an obscure one. It's, uh, if you played Masters of Orion 2, it is like that in real time. It's, um, if you haven't, which I assume you haven't, um, it's a space conquest type game um, of the type traditionally done in a turn-based manner because when you're doing things on this huge scale, like mm. things would really take weeks to unfold. Um, but they've done it as an RTS. And it shares the thing with Supreme Commander where there's no kind of invisible glass ceiling that stops you from zooming out. So you can zoom from the view where your tiniest trade ship fills the whole frame to where you can see an entire galaxy and you can see little solar systems independently to each other and little regions of nebulae and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's really, really good at that. It's amazing how smooth you can, um, not just from a technical standpoint, but from like an interface and kind of design um, considerations. They're all just done so slickly so that when you're really far zoomed out, you can see just the stars and little planets as icons and, and manipulate them in a really simple way and then when you're the further you're zoomed in the more kind of control you have over your ships and planets it's a 10 game yeah pretty much um and you're basically just uh it takes place kind of in the gravity wells of planets which is the bit around a planet where there's too much gravity for you to warp around so that's where kind of the real-time combat takes place and then you kind of you transport to other planets with your little warp drive thing um and it adds this bizarre mechanic whereby there are pirates roaming everywhere like you get creeps in most RTSs, um, and you can use them to level up your capital ships because they get more experience for fighting them. But the pirates don't just attack randomly. They are these yeah pirates or or um, they're not software pirates. <laughs> right. They're pirates in your game while we play. I mean, your base pirates. Interestingly, since we're so Empire has no copy protection, so oh. it's pro piracy in all fronts. <laughs> right, so let's stick it on the disc. <laughs> um, so yeah, they will attack whoever has the highest bounty. And you can add a bounty to anyone, including your own allies, because people can't tell where bounty right. comes from. So you just get into this bidding war where you say, okay, I'll give you 250 to attack my friend over there. And your friend will say, well, I'll give you 250 to attack <laughs> this guy. <laughs> well, I'll give you 500. And uh, it's a really nice idea, but in the end, it, it ends up backfiring horribly because there's no way to tell exactly when the pirates are going to declare you know, who they're going to go for. They get, have this big countdown over 30 minutes and they get to the stage where pirates are going to attack, so you need to, you know, do your bidding war thing now. And uh, there's just this period where they kind of think about it. <laughs> there's this big red bar saying, there's a pirate very coming. And you're increasing your, your bounty on your enemy and he's increasing your bounty on you and you don't know when it's actually going to end. So the pirates end up winning the whole game <laughs> because you've both <laughs> just given them 25,000 of your own money. 
So you're enjoying it then? <laughs> that frustrated me for a little while because I kept losing them. Um, I wasn't nice. paying enough attention to that. So th even though I had loads of money, I was more than prepared to pay the pirates whatever they wanted to attack the enemy. He would always just get the last bid in and just one-up me at the last minute and I'd get just masses and masses of pirate fleets swarming in and it takes hours to kill them. I saw you, uh, yeah, I saw you fighting some pirates. And it wasn't very dramatic, was it? <laughs> I basically sat for 15 minutes watching, um, watching spaceships kind of nudge each other. It's an interesting thing. It's not like... Um, it's not as focused on diplomacy and stuff as Galsiv and um, traditional 4X games, you know, Civilization mm. and that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's not. it doesn't go hugely in-depth in the um, combat either. A lot of people are calling it like Homeworld, and it's not at all. It's not complicated, and it's, yeah. not, um, it's not in proper 3D or anything. And pretty much everything just sits there and fires at each other. <laughs> Good. So Gravity Wells and Pirate Bribes. Sounds <laughs> fun. Reviewing the, review the following issue. Craig, what have you been doing that's, uh, that's been fun? We've, we've got a few minutes to, to wrap up, uh, so tell us about what's good. Creon Physics Deluxe was fun. Is that another IGF game? Um, I'm not so sure. Um, but it's, it's an indie uh, It's indie, game. yeah. Um, it's where you draw your... You get a, a level mm -hmm. um, with a blank sort of canvas, and you've got a ball, and you've got a star, and you've got to get the ball towards the star, and you've got to use physics. Right. This is in the uh, in the new issues downloader section, yes. is it not? Yes. Actually, no, it's in the new section. In the new section, yes. Because they re right. originally released a, a version free of the internet that he made in seven days or something like that. And everyone loved it, so he thought he's going to actually make a much better version of it. And it is a much better version of it. Excellent. So you can read more about that in the new issue. Tim, what have you been playing that's nice and fluffy and made you happy? <laughs> nice, fluffy, made me happy? Yeah. Hunting Unlimited 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I, shot a, I shot a bear in the ear. <laughs> I, I shot a baby elephant through the lung. Yeah. I, no, I shot a baby elephant as well. No, I shot a baby deer and it died. It's a hunting yeah. sim that's kind of... It's, it's, it's shit, but... Um, it's really funny. Um, shot a shot a baby deer and it just kind of fell over. And then its mother just kind of was kind of gently kind of pouring the baby. Oh my! I think you're God. reading a bit much into that. And Alec, is, Alec is reviewing this, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, and he's a vegetarian. He's a vegetarian. And and he does he doesn't really. Like a bunch of pacifist yeah. as well. Um, also, it's got like it's a sad moment when you've killed a, a beautiful dramatic um, animal and you've kind of got a, a rhino slumped over an elephant, kind of just bleeding to death, and you go. See, this is a sad moment. Just go, and the, the, the kind of hunter guy that you're playing goes, That rocks! I'm <laughs> so pumped! <laughs> I never feel sad when I'm playing Beautiful. that game. Well, I'm, I'm going to end, end on a, on a, on a slightly, slightly sad note. I was, um, I, was, uh, I, had my, I was just going to bed last night, and I had my laptop, and um, I thought, you know, because I haven't, I haven't got Steam installed on it yet, and I just thought, well, I'll just, I'll just, inst I'll just install Steam on it, just see if it works, you know? I thought, well... I'll just get Peggle on it. And so you have to pick the scene. I'm, I'm, I'm lying there in bed at two in the morning playing Peggle on my laptop. My imaginary girlfriend's getting really pissed off. <laughs> um, but hey, Peggle's still good, even if Peggle Nights is completely made up. Do you wear pyjamas? Um, I think we don't, need to probably don't stop Just our mental image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use your imagination. Um, good. Let's, uh, let's stop there. Um, Thank you, gentlemen, very much for joining me in this. Can I just um, apologise for the last podcast for promising the next one would be much better? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's been I think it's been two percent better this one. That's two percent then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yes, well, I hope you'll join us next time. Don't forget the new issue is out on the fourteenth of February, so do go and have a look. You can't miss it. There's a big bloke wearing a gas mask, and um, <laughs> <laughs> hope to uh, hope you'll join us again next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye.